0: Hey, Johnny. How are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, Mark. How are you doing?
0: You know, I don't I don't know. Because I had a really bad day at work. And I know this isn't the appropriate coping mechanism. But God damn it, when I got off, man, all, all I wanted was a cold one. And yeah? then i go home to open my fridge. And son of a bitch, Johnny, there wasn't a cold one there for me in my fridge.
1: And, and I'm just so upset. And I hate teenagers. I mean, Mark, I, I, I'm really tempted to have you look in your hand, man. I think you're holding the cold one.
0: Oh, God, I'm holding a Samuel Adams Oktoberfest. Hardy and smooth, you're right. What's happened to me, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you're everybody. Welcome. welcome back to the Dangle Podcast. This is a weekly King of the Hill podcast where I, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny... We take two episodes of King of the Hill and we talk about them and we see if they're good and they're bad or if they're ugly and we talk about them warts and all and how they affected our childhood and then we give them a rating with our patented rating system and yeah, Johnny, you talk. I steamrolled it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's just about it. Uh, I say we jump right in. Our first episode tonight is, is Husky Bobby. Um, Husky Bobby. I've got an original... Bobby. I've got an original air date. Okay, I'm gonna. we're going to pause for half a second here. Remember when sure. I said November was really weird to me? Because it was like yeah. November 7th? This one yeah. is November 9th. Yeah, so it's a week later. Uh, uh, no, two days later.
0: No, it's not. No- November... Oh, I have November 2nd on mine. You've got November I'm on 2nd. IMDb and it... Okay, okay, so on IMDb it goes Halloween, October 6th, uh, Jump and Crack Bass, November 2nd,
1: and then Husky Bobby, November 9th. Okay, I for some reason I had November 7th stuck in my head. You know I'm terrible okay. with dates. Anyway. No, you're fine. Gonna, also, gonna... this was
0: not when Columbine happened, so next. <laughs> this
1: is not when Columbine happened. Okay. <laughs> <I> swear <laughs> to, to God, when to it actually happened. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Um, all right, so we got, oh, ri- we got an original air date of November 9, 1997. And our cast of characters for this episode, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill... Luann Platter, Dale Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve. We have the one and only appearance of Carlo, the one and only appearance of one Hal Dumpty. I swear it's probably the one and only appearance of Andy Maynard. He's the he's the kid who likes a Sunday, even on a Monday. Um, <laughs> we've also got Claude Stokes and Stuart Dooley. Um, mm-hmm. Can you honestly think of any other time we're going to see Andy Maynard?
0: I Not off the top of my head, no. Yeah,
1: Keep I, an eye I out can't though. either. I'm going to have to. Uh, maybe we need that's to make a of those... list
0: of stuff to put a pin in. I feel like <laughs> every episode we go, I say, Johnny, something. put a pin in this. Yeah, and now you're pinning me. And
1: you know what? Screw it. I got a piece of paper right here. Let's do Andy it. Andy Maynard. Pin it. Andy Maynard. All right. In this episode, uh, we're, we're going to introduce a new uh, a new thing here where we kind of credit some of the writers of these episodes. We're going to see some of the through lines, um, see if our, our favorite writers are writing our favorite episodes. So the writer mm-hmm. for this episode is Jonathan Collier. Collier. I don't know how you okay. pronounce it. If you're French, it's Collier.
0: What if you're like Cajun?
1: Collier. I don't know. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> yes all righty mark you ready for a synopsis before you do that um
0: where else would we see some of mr collier collier or whatever uh, uh,
1: where so would we, would
0: we see any of his other stuff that might pop up
1: so we've already watched one of mr collier's um episodes he only wrote four for the entire series and the one that we watched previously was keeping up with our joneses so okay. we've got two more coming up from him. Um, I can definitely say for me, they're two better episodes. So this guy's got a pretty strong repertoire, because if I remember correctly, I mean we scored keeping up with our Joneses pretty high. Pretty damn well, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Alright, so how about that synopsis, good buddy? Sorry, I didn't mean sure. to I didn't mean to nope, really. You. You're
1: good. No, it's I'm glad I'm glad you added it. Alright, so synopsis for this episode. When Bobby feels bad about his weight, he finds a new positive outlook on his robust figure figure by modeling for husky boys i
0: don't know what a figular is the right <laughs> word and my new favorite figular good lord uh, johnny you look you've been doing crossfit man your figular is insane
1: <laughs> I, I i just want to get real good at drawing them figular eights oh man
0: my ford pickup broke down again yep go figular <laughs> oh god okay, i hope we sorry. keep some of this in <laughs> oh we're keeping all this no this is all staying like this is all gold oh. this i might not edit this one this one's great
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our a story characters here hank and peggy and bobby i didn't throw Luanne in here even though she definitely kind of is there but I don't know. She just is like eh, I wouldn't say she's. Asa, part of no, the A she's story.
0: Asa Prime. She supports. She supports part of the story, but it doesn't even pay off when we need it to. So I wouldn't count yeah. her.
1: No. No, exactly. She's just there. Doesn't even have any good. Good doesn't even have any good lines. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some pros and cons, man. You go first. What do you got for me? Um, I get that you know this is uh, we get to see our first Bobby fashion show. And I yes. swear, it's like we see him, he's in costumes all the time. It, it becomes a Bobby staple for him to kind of like dress up and do something weird and bizarre. And his little fashion show at H-Dumpty's when he's finally getting into clothes that he likes, you know, I, I die when he's like, hey, I look like a football coach. You call that a block? That's one like, of my pros. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, so yeah. good. Um, so we get great impressions from him as well. Like, oh, it's just fantastic. What do you think? I, man? What do you what do you think of Bobby and his his fashion stuff? I was I love Bobby in this episode.
0: It's such a weird like we kind of had a little bit with Plastic White Female where like we see Bobby be unsure of himself. Up until now he's been a weird 12-year-old. But right. Again, again this resonates so hard cuz I was a fat kid. Johnny, were you a fat kid? Uh yes. I'm still a fat kid. Okay. I am too. I'm just I I have a layer of muscle beneath it, so like I'm a <laughs> you're a dense kid, now, kid. I guess. Yeah, I'm a dense kid. I'm a thick boy. But, like, <laughs> I'm an absolute unit. Oh, Lord, here you coming. But, no. Um, we see Bobby in this one as, as he's vulnerable. But then but then he becomes not good at something. I don't think this is... We talked about, like, how we get one episode per season where Bobby's going to be, like, really, really good at something. Right. We had it with Hank Scott the Willies, and then we just had it um, with how to fire a rifle without really trying. Yep. And I don't think this is that because Bobby's just being weird. He's not good at modeling, he's good at being weird. Yeah. And all the modeling (laughs) stuff notwithstanding, because I can't look at this shit in like a post John Bonet Ramsey world. Oh, yeah. Slash post like here comes Honey Boo Boo world. But at the same time, like Bobby's just cool or really good at being weird. And this
1: is a good episode to see Bobby just get to be really, really weird oh absolutely this is a perfect showcase for the fact that bobby has no shame you cannot mess with him because he's not going to be shamed
0: but he does get sad he gets sad in the beginning of this is a fat kid store and i remember having to buy fat kid pants and then like after they fit i was like oh well this is fine whatever and just like that bobby does too and it's a good moment because he's it's just a good bobby episode sorry that's all i got oh no
1: no you're good um so i got another pro here and i swear i swear that this had to have been a reference for something but i scoured the internet for all of five minutes and the Uh only thing i turned up when i looked up this line in google was this episode and one weird ass song that apparently has the exact same like the name of the song is the whole line from hank and it's okay. Um, I, I'm trying to control an outbreak here, and you're driving the monkey to the airport. That's outbreak, isn't it? It I maybe, but I don't even know when that movie was. I thought it was 1992. Okay, is that what that is a reference to? Because I couldn't find it. But that's mm, give me
0: 40 seconds.
1: Yep. 1995. Dust. Ooh, Dustin Hoffman once
0: again. Yeah. Um I don't know I, I got it here. let's see if that's a quote. or at least is that the premise of the movie? Well yeah there yeah, there's this monkey with like turbo aids or something. It's not turbo aids, but it's something and um yeah, like there's this monkey they're looking for and it has the en bodies in it and okay, but if it gets out it's gonna kill everybody and it's
1: sort of like the stand if the stand was stupid okay well see and it reminds me a lot of 28 days later because i'm pretty sure that's how the rage virus starts right like infected monkeys but then i stopped and i was like 28 days later is like five or six years down the line from this episode yeah that's like 2000 something but i know i i thought it was a fantastic like a weirdly topical like reference for hank to make but so very on point like stop encouraging him i'm trying so hard to squash this now before he gets attached and you are just feeding this fire also how
0: bad do you feel or how hard do you feel for hank in this episode
1: Uh, it's oh man it's in my cons so we'll get to it but really a a lot okay a lot and it's not on hank it's on everybody else like the con isn't on hank it's on everybody else Okay yeah um I love that Bobby pays Bill to do his chores.
0: Yes that's hilarious. that is
1: that is something I have always <laughs> wanted to do like even as a grown ass adult I don't pay a kid to like do my chores for me. I still do them myself. One of these days I'm going to get tired of mowing my lawn and I'm just gonna pay a kid to do it. I feel like you gotta hit like 50 though before you're allowed to do that. I, it really feels like that I'm only 31 and it's it's I'm way too young for that. I feel that. Also, I
0: looked up just the quotes on IMDb for Outbreak and there's nothing about you're driving the monkey to the airport, but I'm assuming that's what Hank is referencing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad that you knew what, what weird media minutiae he was calling out there. It just seems kind of strange to me. That also doesn't sound like a very Hank movie to watch.
0: I don't know dude like Peggy gives uh, What's Her Nuts Congo Maybe the hills have a weirdly monkey centric house
1: Maybe maybe he just sat down to watch it Because they were out of the great Santini He was I'll a... <laughs> 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 take obscure king of the hill References for a thousand Alex
0: <laughs> Holy I, that's, shit dude that's, Every the now way and my,
1: then. <laughs> that's the way my brain works Didn't you know that God daily double baby <laughs> So um, sexy And then the last pro I've got, I love that this is a misdirect ending, a total misdirect. And I think it's great. It's one of the reasons I love this show because it bucks so many trends because Bobby gets up and he gets to have his big emotional speech of, I'm good at this. I've never been first at anything in my whole life. I like, like I'm proud of what I'm doing. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And he just goes, okay, you can do that. That's fine. Uh, But you're going to do it at home. Like you're not doing it right Mm -hmm. here and grabs him. And so, one, Bobby doesn't get to enjoy his I'm first in the sun. But then he also turns around and sees everybody just getting pelted with freaking donuts.
0: Now, speaking of references we didn't get,
1: what, is that a reference to something? I don't think so. I think it's just writing. Like, I don't know if they're referencing Kay. anything. If they are, I mean... Because my mind thought of
0: yeah. um, Full Metal Jacket, but I don't think that's right. Not quite. No, yeah, I because that one really, st- and maybe it's because I'm so used. To, and again, I'm putting myself in like the mindset of me at this time. But now I'm like a time traveler that can never affect anything, but I just have approximate knowledge. But like Simpsons will do this. You'll see Simpsons just copy, and I guess later on down the line, Family Guy will do it too. But I feel like Simpsons was real good about like copying a scene, shot for shot, frame for frame. Oh yeah, and then you oh, yeah. knew what it was. Like there's like mashups on the internet of like um uh, just of that you know just of them Oh yeah like like clockwork
1: orange or or yeah and he's like reaching for the
0: cupcakes but it's the boobs yeah absolutely yeah but i wondered i i this one stuck out to me as like it was a thing because like there was weird moments of slow motion and i don't know listeners do you guys know you should let us know all of a
1: sudden i really want to see somebody recut that to uh, fortunate son by credence
0: dude you give me like an hour and a half on video editor i got you baby
1: awesome but uh so that's i mean those are, those are the pros i've got it's it's pretty solid yeah it, this is a really really good episode um
0: let's see i actually do have a couple pros for this number one uh, uh steven root does another voice and it is a fantastic voice yeah
1: who's what voice does he do mark h Dumpty. okay he's hal Dumpty.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great. It's still Bill. We can tell it's Bill, but we can't tell it's Bill. You got to listen for it. It's it's the like you okay. I don't know how Stephen Root sounds in real life. I think that Stephen Root plays Bill as his like character voice. But I in my in my heart of hearts, I believe that he sounds more like Buck Strickland. If that makes any sense at all. Like, if I, you, you watch know, Dodgeball, he literally just plays Bill, but, like, an alternate universe Bill where Lenore didn't leave him. She was just a bitch that cheated on him a lot. Right. But, like, well, and I, it's the I same think... sad pant load thing. But, like, versus H. Dumpty, versus Buck, versus other characters we, um, like, we talked about with uh, Layaway Ray, that is Bill. And you can very clearly tell that that's sad Bill. But, like, with H. Dumpty, he's just doing a weird Buck Strickland but God, at least Bill's got, or not, not Bill. Sorry, at least Stephen Roach's got four characters in
1: this show, and that's that's kind of good. I it think. is. When I think of him in his normal voice, I mean, the, the only instance I think that we even come close to it in in media form is uh, Len Boyle in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like that's that may be it.
0: Oh, uh, Okay.
1: Because every other time he's he's got a weird accent to it, or he's doing voiceover work where he's nine different people, like. I think you're right. It's really hard to pin down what he actually sounds like, which is pretty damn impressive. Also, True Blood. Remember him in True Blood? He was really, really good in True Blood. He is, but it's, As it's got a pant-load. Cajun
0: accent. Yeah, a pantload Cajun accent. Yeah. Yes.
1: Poor guy. God. God, that was such a sad.
0: Yep. Arc. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh, can we start a True Blood podcast too, Johnny?
1: Uh, dude, I'm into it, but only if we get to spend like nine episodes on how hot Sarah Newland is. So long as I can spend so many on how hot Bill
0: Compton is. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, you got any more pros, Mark? Um, I do. I've got two more. Um, number one, thank God Bill got a bathrobe. <laughs> Remember we we're talking and this is, this is a callback, but, um, Bill in his goddamn nightdress. Yeah. And now he's got like a t-shirt with a blue bathrobe and I assume boxer shorts, but whatever. It's cool. It's, There's at least two levels of you having to look up in, like, Pete Bill's Dotreve, if you catch my drift. And finally, Carlo is fantastic. Again, you remove all the grossness that is, like, child pageantry and stuff. I love Carlo. I even love that Bobby, like, as Hank is dragging him out, Carlo! It's... I love it. I I love every bit of it. And that photo shoot's hilarious. And it wouldn't be funny with just Bobby, like, making stupid faces. But, like, when he's talking about, like, It's your birthday. You're another year older, aren't you, little man? It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've never been on a fashion shoot, but maybe that's what it is. But shit, I don't know. No, that's yeah.
1: How about you, buddy? What? Do, give me some of your pros. Um, I think I've got most of mine. Are I think I already named all of mine, didn't I? That's all you got. You got all of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I
0: nailed all of mine. Um, like I said, I just do my notes differently than you, and I there's no, so much cool. stuff that I bounce in between. I don't, I want to make sure I don't like. You know what I mean? I never want
1: to like gloss over you. If that makes sure. sense. Uh And just in case you were curious, David Herman does the voice of Carlo. Oh, uh,
0: David Herman, right there. We're gonna see David
1: Herman so, 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 so much. He is he is a voice acting legend at this point because of all yeah. of the stuff that he has done. And I mean, he's in what arguably one of the best movies ever created, In Office Space, which explains Absolutely. why he and Mike Judge are friends. Also, Stephen Root.
0: Yeah. Also like
1: like, there's so many staples from that that are in this show and it's like, damn dude took care of his own.
0: So I know that Diedrich Bader shows up again in the, um, I can't think of the title of it, but the, when Bill starts bodybuilding. Bill Bulk and the body buddies. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Diedrich Bader's in that one. Yes. Um, we got to keep, uh, Jennifer Aniston shows up. Right. I Uh think. And then, um, 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 what's, oh God, what's his name? John. Josh josh Liebers, oh god it's super okay. are
1: you talking about ron livingston
0: gonna... oh my god thank you yeah ron livingston <laughs> he's got to be Jesus in an episode Christ. i know he is i i've seen his name in credits but i don't know which one so pin that one write that on the list too ron livingston shows up
1: <laughs> yeah i want to see how many people from from office space we can cram into this i think um uh, and John uh might be the only one that's not lumber's yeah. got to be in it too yeah gotta be gotta gotta, gotta be yeah uh, um all right well let's jump into cons then i have a question for you mark yes sir what in the hell is peggy wearing in that opening scene it might be the most obnoxious thing since her single <laughs> monotoned isotoner dress <laughs> like please tell me you noticed this too a little Hank bit is dressed for a fashion normal. episode this is weird yeah i Hank think they're trying normal. to mix it up though like, I, but why? Oh my God. I, I just, cause it's fall. Cause it's colder I guess. now. Maybe. She, I don't, but, okay. So we put Peggy in a duster. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know it looks badass, but come on.
0: <laughs> I caught that too. Cause I was like, is she going to go
1: like flash old women in the park? Like pretty much. Well, and it stays the whole scene. Like. It's not just the opening one. It's there the whole time all the way through H. Dumpty's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No. Um, hmm, you're good. No. Also, we haven't really talked about this, but like, I think King of the Hill is cool and that it will, um, it'll change uh, character designs every now and then. Like, I will. think I mentioned once I like um changed clothes Luann when she's wearing like the long pants. Yes. Stuff like that. We don't see it a lot, but like in this one, you get Bill in a bathrobe, and that's kind of cool. Um, next episode we're gonna see Boomhauer just hanging out topless, like.
1: Yep, I think it's our first little things Boomhower. like this.
0: Yeah, I think so. But no, you're oh, right. Yeah. Peggy's thing is weird. It's
1: just weird. It just it drew just me to... like. I could I couldn't not look at that for most of that first five minutes of the freaking show. So, <laughs> there you go. Um, I also yeah. had a question: Does Peggy normally wear curlers to sleep? Like, I want to bounce this off you, because I honestly can't remember, but she is in this episode.
0: I think she does. I haven't paid attention to that one, but her hairstyle should be
1: kind of curly, so I I assume she would. Okay. I'm going to have to look at it from here on out, because I don't remember her doing that.
0: Yeah, kind of keep an
1: eye out for it. Yeah. Um, My my biggest con for this episode, and I think it knocked it down a full ranking, is... Hmm. Literally nobody listens to Hank in this episode. He gets run over by every character, like until the very, very end when he forcibly takes Bobby away. Every single person just goes, "Oh, that's nice that you have this opinion." We're gonna go and do this anyway. And I because hate Hank's the
0: that. villain. Hank's the villain in this episode. Like he's really just be- not though. But he is just because just because like his motives are pure. Like no he's the antagonist bobby is having body issues that he just found out that he was having whatever fine we'll just pretend it's cool um bobby just found out he's fat hank is trying to be supportive but like hank knows hank hank knows full hank was hank is the hank okay let me try this again sorry sorry i'm cascade failing you just said hank like seven times (laughs) I know this is, I do this all the time where like my brain is like a beehive and the bees have ADHD or a bomb for a brain. And sometimes they just, they cascade fail. And sometimes it's great. And I correlate like Hoyt and Lucky are the same person. And that's why women are attracted to Hoyt or, or to Lucky. Or I go Hank, 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 until I like slap myself back into like frame. Let me try this again. Hank is the antagonist slash villain in this episode because Hank was the antagonist slash villain in his childhood. We've talked a yeah. lot about these weird parallels that we should and might have seen in Hank slash Bobby. Like, um, we've we've seen this, but this is the first time that Hank isn't Bobby. Hank was athletic. Hank is better, and that was he was so much better that he got to be mean. And also shout out to my favorite moment, notwithstanding. Hey Fatty, you're fat. I love it. Hank's a bad, he's not good at bullying, but he's obviously, and I hate to use the term alpha male, but he's obviously the alpha male, at least at Arlen High School. And now he has that knowledge and he's been to this party and he knows what a piece of shit he was. And how do you say, because he doesn't tell anybody how cruel people are. He just remembers people being cruel and even calls the guys out on it. Like, hey, that kind of language could hurt somebody's feelings. Hank is the villain. But he's the villain for the right reasons, if that makes sense. Okay. I don't know. Like, if if anything, like if we look at this from Hank's view, or if we look at this from Bobby's view, yes, Hank is very clearly the villain. He thinks it's because he's trying to stop him from doing something he enjoys. No, he's trying to save him from getting pelted by donuts by goddamn low rate Beavis and Butthead. I mean, it's that, also weird it's that Clark. True. It's weird we've seen Clark Peters but haven't seen Clark Peters yet. Do you know what I mean? Like he should be tooling around with Dooley in this episode. I think
1: he really should be. I I always thought that that was kind of like a like a missed step because I know we've been introduced to Clark Peters. He showed up like I think beginning of season two. So why in the hell isn't he just like paling around with Dooley?
0: Maybe we haven't established that he and Dooley are cronies yet or whatever. But like I don't know. I look at this one as Hank is the good guy. He's just the bad guy for all the wrong reasons because his intentions are contrary to what everyone else wants Bobby to do.
1: I I don't I, know. I guess I don't know. It just it it's very out of character for me that literally everybody, including the guys, are just railing on Hank, and nobody yeah. is listening to him. So I don't know. It is what it is. I'm not again. I'm not trying to disagree with you. I just no 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 yeah.
0: Um, I have some I got a glaring couple cons though if I could. Yeah, go for you it. You have more that was I'm sorry. Last one. No, that was the okay, last cool, one. Okay, cool. Um, number 1. Do, do either one of them sign any type of parental consent forms? Um, is any or either one of Hank or Peggy, fuck Even Lou are they there when the guy photographs Bobby? Even and I get it. It's funnier to have the line. A man took pictures of me. I get it. What? That's fine. That's funny. But like at the same time, it's still the 90s. I feel like your parents got to sign a form. You had to be you had to ask your parents permission before going to nickelodeonstudios.com like Yep. I don't know, maybe um boy, fat kids in the 90s look like regular kids in the thousands in the in the in the 20s and they look
1: like and almost then, like thin kids now.
0: Yeah. God, kids are fat. I don't like being outside, Johnny. There's too many fat kids. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, 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 when Bobby's like talking about how much like fliff he's got, he goes, I bought that bike helmet. You were going to buy me if my grades improved. You know what doesn't help your grades improve? A goddamn traumatic brain injury. Shame on you, Hank. Shame on you, Peggy. That's
1: all my cons. (laughs) I think that's pretty fair. Um, let's jump into some favorite moments, man. Hey, fatty, you are fat. <laughs> I love that. That's he's a good not one. even good at
0: being a bully. He just has to be a bu- But even then like Okay, Hank, I don't know. I think about Hank's like upbringing and stuff. And Cotton, you've got a fat neck. You know, Hank heard that all the time. Oh, so yeah. like and we'll see it later on with like the traffic school episode and like, "Well, your mother's so fat." It causes her to have emotional issues with her self-esteem yep. like stuff like that. I but I love Hank calling it out, but then man, this ending, Peggy gets to take the piss out of Hank in the best way and I love it.
1: I I love that you and I have already gotten our our our, stu- our self corrected cuz you and I didn't think she ever did another Hank impression. Yeah. Like 2 episodes I totally ago we said one. that. And I went holy crap, sh- uh, like way to put me in my place.
0: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right, this is Peggy. Monday,
1: Wednesday, Friday. Chest and back. Okay, yep. so good. Oh, it's about so you? awesome. Um, I definitely called out, "Dad, a man took pictures of me." What? Yeah, that <laughs> one's great. Thanks, reaction to it, which is very warranted. It's
0: perfect. Again. Something that is not funny at all is hilarious. And again, King of the Hills doing it
1: like. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think this is our very first um anti New York line. I feel like I've died and gone to New York. <laughs> yeah. When he's at yeah, when Bobby's uh, he's at Bobby's photo shoot, and then when Hank stumbles in on Luann and Buckley like hanging out, doing their <laughs> thing together. Yep. his line of you two need to take turns kicking each other's asses until I come back (laughs) he's so pragmatic like I have something to do but this is not over you need to start before I get back (laughs) yeah
0: but I love that too because we were talking earlier about how Luann isn't in this she says she'll support Bobby Bobby takes a damn cab to the fashion show Mm -hmm. and then like you got the Hank bit of him pulling back the covers and, oh! I, also, does anybody do that? Is that ever a thing that anybody's done, like, past, like, 1800s jail in the Old West? Like, or I guess Alcatraz when they use, like, Waxhead and Dummies in the bed. But, like, I, I don't know. There's that, number one. But then, like, you find Bobby in bed, but it's not Bobby. It's the football. And then you cut to them, and it's nothing. Oh, damn it. And he pulls it back, and they're
1: both there. I love that. That's yeah, that's such a great bit. It's a great gag. <laughs> Alright, um, before we get to our rating here, uh I have one retro reference rage for this episode. Do you have a retro reference rage? Alright, cool, cool. Wait on. Um you you're gonna laugh. My rage is the fact that they're in a mall and that there is an event going on in a mall.
0: Oh, f- you oh you there was a better time there was a purer time when america was fueled by capitalism and people did things in malls like no don't be this guy don't take the glory and magic of malls away from us johnny see but you've already already proven my
1: point here mark there was a time it's not anymore we don't get malls anymore i we grew up in the heyday of them i was a mall rat for a little while i miss that time i know and they're so sad now and i hate it I, you know, I, I can remember a very distinct moment 10 years ago where you and me and my future wife drove five hours to go to a mall for an event and then drove back the next night.
0: We didn't even go into the... We went into the mall. Tell them what it was, Johnny. Fess up we to went. it. You're going to talk about it. What did we go for? We got a <laughs> goddamn Celebi for Pokemon. That's what we did, Johnny. That we real did. shit on these streets. I do miss that. Without getting too, like... Boomer, Zoomer, whatever the hell generation we are about it. God, I miss Pokemon events at like GameStop. Remember like we would make trips to Pueblo Mall to get Pokemon and oh God, it was great. distribution
1: events all that stuff yeah we went uh, to the release of black and white or the pre-release for black and white here in colorado and it was because they had a whole mall tour like i I still we still have all of our our plush pokemon too congratulations (laughs) viewers or uh, listeners you get to find out that mark and i are giant dorks for pokemon uh, (laughs) Actually, i guess that'd be the first time we ever called that out yeah i think so you're right um it just tracks with the rest of us right Anyway, as yeah. you see, you're proving my point, though. In 20 more years, this Fine, is going to yeah. look stupid. Because nobody's yeah, going to even know what a shopping mall is. They're going to say, why are they running around in the big Amazon store?
0: Oh, don't say Don't tell me that. We're going to come out <laughs> of this. We're going to... No, no. We're going to come out of this, and malls are going to be a thing again, like... After COVID, people are going to want to go to Amazon. They're going to want the internet, but they're going to want to be able to walk through the internet. And how are they going to do that? By going to the mall, and there's American Eagle, and Zoomies, and PacSun, and JCPenney's, which I think is folded totally now. So that was a bad example. We're going to go look at naughty pictures and Spencer's, and man, cell phones killed the mall.
1: we're going to get harassed by a very smelly Indian man trying to to like heckle you at his booth. Well, I think it's about time to rate this bad boy, right, Mark? Yeah, let's rate this. Johnny you want to get into our rating system? I can do that. So we're going to start off with our rating system here. The lowest of the low is our charcoal rating. It is an F on the academic scale. A charcoal is an episode that basically isn't worth watching more than one time, just to say that you watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next, uh, next step up here, we have our megalow rating. That's our bronze, bronze rating. It's got a couple of good moments in it, but for the most part, it's kind of a stinker of an episode. There's not a lot going for it. After that, we have our butane rating. That's our silver level. Uh, our butane rating is kind of like, uh, you know, it's a bastard of an episode because you want to love it, but you also want to hate it. There's a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. It's kind of middle of the road and You know, it's worth watching a couple of times, but it's never going to be your favorite. After Mm. that, we have our gold standard, which is the Char King Imperial. These are dang near perfect episodes. They have a couple of flaws, uh, but for the most part, it's good stories, good character development, a lot of memorable moments. And this is ones that very well may be some of your favorites. And the final rating that we've got is the Blue Flame of Valor. This is the S rank. This is the superior tier. This is the absolute perfection of an episode. Uh, We have a very few range of these. And uh, we've only given out one Blue Flame so far, haven't we, Mark?
0: I gave one for uh, Plastic White Female. Yeah, you haven't given one out yet, I don't think, right?
1: I have not. um, I have not, but, you know, only time will tell. I'm not going to be quite so stingy with them because I think we're starting to come up on some really good episodes. So. Yes. All right, Mark. On a scale of charcoal to Blue Flame of Valor, what do you give uh, Husky Bobby?
0: I'm giving it a butane. It's a fine episode. I've got some problems with it. Um, okay. I guess one one thing I talk about, Andy Maynard is only looks good in his photo. And every other shot of Andy Maynard we've seen is like a gross, chunky animation shot.
1: I don't know. That messed he me up. He basically looks I, like a flesh-colored orc. Thank you.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah. And I just, I don't know. And Bobby even says, like, am I camera ready or ready ready? They're two different things. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. And haha, it's funny. But I don't get the madness of that joke. And I don't know. This one's fine, but it's obnoxious sometimes. And yeah, give him a butane. How about you, buddy?
1: Um, I gave Husky Bobby a charking. You know, there's mm-hmm. a couple of technical flaws, uh, some voices usually. And that's That tends to be what it is. This is one of the best Bobby episodes to date. This is one of the better ones, especially in these early seasons, um, mm-hmm. and because of that, and because Bobby is such, he's such a force for this show, I got it. I had to give it a higher ranking because I was almost at a butane. But okay. we've got so many good moments with Bobby here. The photo shoot scene alone is what saves this from being a butane. I think.
0: Oh, oh God! That scene is so good.
1: It's it is so good, good. Yeah. All right. Well. You ready to move on to our next episode, Mark? I figure we ought to shoot on down to
0: the fun center, fun center, fun center, fun center,
1: fun center! I think we do. So our next episode is The Man Who Shot Kane Scredeberg. Uh, Original air date, November 16, 1997. Um, Our cast of characters for this episode is Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Joseph Gribble, Boomhauer. We have Bill Dotrieve. We have a rare appearance of Buckley and what he may have actually paralyzed himself in this episode. I always find it <laughs> hilarious to watch. Yes. Um, we have the debut of Pops, Ted Pops, Papacito. And Pops doesn't show up too much, but he does recur on occasion. Every now and then. And uh, we have the debut of one Kane Skretterberg. So mm-hmm. tell us, uh, tell us who Kane Skretterberg is, Mark. Cause he is a really Kane, cool celebrity cameo. Um,
0: if I'm right, this is Green Day, yeah. That is correct. Yeah, so Kane Scrotterberg is Billy Joe Armstrong, or Billy. Yes, jo- he pff, is. Try, try, oh my god, Billy. It's Joel. Is it Joe no, or it's Joel? It's Billy Johnny. Joe. Okay, thank you. Sorry, my brain was doing that thing again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Kane Scrotterberg is uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, and uh, yeah, the the frontman for Green Day, and he's fun. But I've got some weird notes about him. I don't think they recorded their lines together in studio. I don't think they that's did either. Just, you can tell, right? You can tell, especially like what the the second time they face off at the paintball field. Yeah. It is abundantly oh, yeah. clear that they are not in the same studio. But oh, absolutely. I get it. Well, this is 97. This should have been like really the height of Green Day getting into it before they just, you know. Absolutely tore the roof down Robert in Robert Jr. word and with american idiot yeah
1: yeah oh yeah uh yeah. so this episode is written by johnny hardwick um who, let's see. johnny who do we know johnny hardwick as? <laughs> johnny hardwick is the voice of dale gribble uh johnny hardwick we've uh watched or we've already watched a couple of episodes that he's written um one of my personal favorites is one of them so he all he was also the writer for hank Got the willies and king of the ant hill holy shit really he was and he's got a couple more here it looks like he's got eight total writing credits on the show um i mean there's some good ones in here there's a there, my, my biggest retro rage bitch is one episode that he wrote so that's going to be fun to to encounter but there you go okay but yeah but so those, uh, those are some hardwick. pretty solid ones out of johnny hardwick so he start he started this series strong for sure absolutely you know, he's, he's proven that it's not just the acting chops he's got he's a hilarious writer yeah okay Man, that um, he,
0: but that really makes me think too though that and maybe i'm putting something where there's nothing but why wouldn't johnny hardwick be the announcer if he's writing episodes
1: hmm you know i
0: don't know i don't there even you know that makes
1: sense but yeah <laughs> what are your what are your pros buddy well let's get to a synopsis first mark don't get oh heavy. yeah we should do that what am I doing? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I get so excited. Hank and the guys realize they may have become the old guys on the block. In an effort to take back their youth, they challenged the local garage band to a paintball game. <laughs> you know, yep. Mark, these paintballs really hurt, right? Have you ever been shot with a paintball? I've never been shot with a paintball gun. Um, I have been shot with a paintball, and they welt really fast, and they hurt like a son of a bitch. So,
0: like... That shot in the alley the day after of the guys, is that accurate?
1: Yes, absolutely. Okay. If you get shot at anywhere between like five, a 5 to 10 foot range, you're going to have a welt that basically looks like you got hit with um, like riot gear. Okay. Like if you remember looking at all the welts and stuff on the jackass guys in the jackass movie when they get shot with that mine... And they're all like purpley and dark and like black and they're perfect circles all around them, like all on Knoxville and stuff. That is pretty much what it happens when you get shot that close with those. Okay. Yeah, it hurts. It's not fun. It's why you want to shoot somebody from a distance because at least, I mean, you're still going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt that bad. Um, If you've never played paintball, they make you wear helmets because if you get hit in the eye, you're going to lose the eye probably. But yeah it's uh, it's pretty fun. We have uh, an A story here with Hank Bill Dale Boomhauer and Kane Skredeberg. He is the leader of the garage band Kane and the Stubborn Stains. Mhm. <laughs> it's some good stuff. All right, now let's jump into some pros, man. Yeah. You go first. Give me some of your pros. So uh, a lot of the listeners here don't know this about me yet, uh, but you were learning a lot on this episode. I'm a huge fan of punk rock music. Like, I love classic punk rock, like the Ramones and the Sex Pistols. I'm a huge fan of the Misfits and the Clash. Um, And all throughout high school, I grew up in an era of amazing pop punk music, like Green Day and Blink-182 and Sum 41, like all this stuff. And so the sheer fact that Green Day got to do an entire cameo on this episode, and it wasn't just them being Green Day, makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. just so happy i think it's one of the coolest ways to do a cameo is make a really memorable character
0: yeah but it's only but at the same time too like we only hear from billy like you don't hear from the rest of the band yeah but like that's, keyboard that's guy gets a couple ridiculous. jokes at <laughs> hank well yeah <laughs> but i laugh at tony danza i laugh at tony danza <laughs> Like, yeah. hell, keyboard guy's funnier than Kane is, but that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And again, sure. this is what, 96, they would have done this. This is, Green Day's pretty hot right now at this point. Like, oh, yeah. I think this is International post-Dukie. Super
1: Hits is out, right? So, well, Dookie was 94, right? Oh, yeah. Because they've been, Green Day's been together, I want to say, since the late 80s.
0: Yeah. Which was a weird moment for me in, like, high school in, like, 03 when I was like, wait, What? You're so these guys much are more. that, but it was also like, I thought these guys were like fifteen, like me. Like, no.
1: Oh dummy. yeah. Yeah. Um
0: so But kids are but, dumb,
1: so Oh absolutely. Uh they can be so cruel, can't they?
0: Teenagers can be so cruel.
1: Alright, uh, pimples. Alright, so the <laughs> irritation of Hank in the Tony Danza scene where he first meets Kane in the stubborn stains. Yeah, that is some of the funniest shit I have ever seen because it just escalates I I don't know how many people I have ever been around where it's and it never doesn't make me laugh where you just you can see it escalating and escalating and escalating and all of a sudden like Hank is screaming over them as they're playing music and they just don't give a shit and he's still trying to prove his point yeah I just oh it's so good <laughs> Yes. It just tickles my funny bone in the absolute perfect spot.
0: This is a really good Hank. I mean, duh, it's a good Hank episode, but God, this is a good Hank episode.
1: It's such a good Hank episode. Um, I love the humiliation and the dissension between Hank and the rest of the guys after they get beaten up. It's our cold oh, opener I for know. this episode. Yeah. You know, you get a cold one and you get a cold one. Now there's no cold ones left for me. Open your eyes, man. You're holding a cold one. And his whole just like he Hank gets vicious because he's he's trying to find something. He's trying to find anything to be the bully and to get his youth back. Yeah. And again, him, getting,
0: again, because he's being a bully. Like I'm yeah, not saying Hank was a jerk when he was a kid, but we're kind of starting to see this and even like just as a reaction from like cotton's weird whatever you want to call it upbringing he would have told hank that like might makes right you go you you go be the dickhead so you can get the girl you know yeah absolutely yep, yeah
1: so, yeah, where he's just sitting there and he's like, oh, Bill, buy beer? Never mind. And this is Guatemalica, if you want to call that beer. Like, he's just a uh, Another dick.
0: cool reference to, like, it's not Alamo. In Jump and Crack Bass, they're very clearly holding Alamo cans. This one, very
1: clearly Guatemalica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it's just, oh, it's, I don't know. I think it's fantastic. I think it, it humanizes a lot of them. It shows, like, oh, damn, like... Even these guys who have been friends forever—that's how bad they got shamed with this. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill just getting pegged like twice with that drive-by. God, also, poor just Bill. tickles. Poor funny Bill. Bill. This also, is yes. the first time where Bill just gets beaten up on for no reason all episode. You know, like, and we'll see it a lot more, and we'll probably see the absolute pinnacle and best moment of it where Dale just keeps unleashing his freaking raptor on him, his falcon. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the pinnacle of bill just getting shit on for no reason but like i think this is where it starts (laughs) mr i think he's ready for a second coat and just nails him twice right in the head (laughs) all the way to the ground i know poor bill poor but even then like boy
0: they are mean to bill hey i heard the but he calls bill the bald guy yeah doesn't call him fat and I think about it, like, we just watched in Halloween, and I know that Hank had put on his costume from, like, how, what, 30-whatever years ago. Mm-hmm. Hank is fatty shit. Like, oh, he's all got the a guys guy. are... Co- Boomhauer, who's supposed to be, like, the sexy ladies' man, is in, like, literally, like, doughy fetus shape. Yeah, he's got it's, pudge, man. Yeah, like, so they're not, like, making fun of Bill for being fat. They're making fun of Bill for being bald, and... You know what? Kudos to the Stubborn Stains for not
1: body shaming. Good on you guys. Oh, yeah. Boomhauer, is he's like redneck hot. The only difference between him and, and everything else is that he doesn't have a mullet and he doesn't have a six-pack. Yeah. But, but he does
0: have the El Camino, so he's
1: checking like three of the four boxes. See, there you go. Um, okay. So I've got two more. I'm okay. going to talk One of them Which I think is great Hank fixes their car For them So that they can go yes. And play paintball with him Fantastic and, and then just does this weird Like flex on them After he fixes it And I'm like this The animation for that Has always weirded me out Where he's like Shaking his wrench at them Yeah Like it's always weirded me out But um, I think I know why That animation's weird Mark Why is that? Um, because we have probably The best acid trip scene In the whole series In this episode
0: I am glad you're touching on this because I was gonna bring up. Um, I have I've been failing in my corner of where we blew our animation budget, but we blew <laughs> our animation budget in this scene and they're like I guess you call it the kill scene in front of the the golfers. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But then, yes. but then, but then too, we also blew a little bit. Whatever we had like ten, they had like a thousand dollars left over. Like, hey, let's kill Kane to make it cool. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that yeah. acid trip scene. Holy this- shit, that acid trip scene.
1: This um, okay. This uh, episode. What did we say came out? Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So I'm gonna look something up here, and I I want you to kind of follow me on a journey. Okay. And this is a Mike Judge journey. Okay. Um, Okay, and this makes a lot of sense to me. So Mike Judge had the number one box office rated movie of nineteen ninety six. Which was. It wasn't Office Space. Okay. It's Beavis and Butthead Do America. Holy shit, I forgot that was a thing. Okay, yeah. It held the box office record until Titanic broke it. Like, Beavis and Butthead, the movie, held the record until Titanic broke it. Now, I bring this up... Because in 1996, when that movie came out, Mike Judge must have made a best friend because there is a really cool white zombie scene in that movie that is animated just like this. Really? Yes. Like a really cool one. Babis and Butthead are out in the desert, and they have eaten ayahuasca or peyote or something. Basically, they've eaten a freaking, like... I don't even know. They've like, taken 90s
0: drug parallel because it's Basically. the 90s and you can't show people doing stuff. Yeah. Yes.
1: And so they're just like, okay, straight up tripping and hallucinating. And it's a three minute scene set to a white zombie song that is animated just like this with like the crazy, ridiculous head features and like all this. Oh my God. It's so cool. So I have to imagine that he met this really cool animator dude on the set of Beavis and Butthead to America and went... Hey, I'm doing a TV show, and you're gonna have the background of uh, just some random ass Green Day song. You cool with doing an animation for this? It's like 30 seconds. What was the Green Day song? Well, it's just they're doing whatever the background is. Oh, oh, oh I was like, I, I, sorry, I was like, wait, there, that was a song. What was it? Sorry. Okay. Oh no, it, honestly, it was probably just them riffing. But it's like, okay, it's just like weird punk music. Do you want to animate yeah. 30 seconds of weird punk music? Yeah. So. I don't know i i love that scene it is like the most one about the most beautiful things in this whole show
0: yeah it it's a great scene yeah but that's like that's when okay so how do you do this that this scene was as we were as we had restarted watching this i remember this scene and i was like oh shit hank's having this weird acid flashback that's like the man that shot kane scrattenberg like Yep. And that's, that's what this made me think of. And like, yeah, we have this, we have the weird, like acid trip scenes, but yeah, this
1: one by far is the best. Like, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like it's definitely the most memorable. They put the most money into it. Like it's the most unique, I think, out of all of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, that's, that's what I got for pros, man. What do you got? Um, let's That see, I haven't pro. already touched on.
0: Um, yeah, I got, I got a couple that you didn't hit. And I, again, I love it when we hit different beats here. But, um, oh, yeah. Um, I have, it's cool slash funny slash weird. We will see Hank, Dale, and Bill all at work as their collective reconnaissance on teenagers, but not Boomhauer. Because yep. we will not know what Boomhauer does until literally the last episode. I don't know if that was like, they're just like, hey, get three of the four. It's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Or if they had put, if they had pegged him as his profession by this point. And I, I don't know. I don't want to like... Give excuse me too much credit, but at the same time, sure. That was that no. Was I think good at one.
1: this point that was intentional. I think at this point it's it's intentional. I don't think they wanted the audience to know what Boomhauer does, and I don't know if they intended it to go thirteen seasons, but they did. But
0: Boomhauer talks to doesn't he make a joke about like dangled disability or something? Something. I feel like late. I, I, we'll keep an eye out for that one too, and I feel like he says he's just on disability, but. Mm, is he i don't know maybe he slipped on pp at the costco (laughs) no he did not only idiots do that um (laughs) hank has a line it's fine if you only know three chords so long as you play them in the right order i'm sorry i gotta be a bitch here green day literally knows only three chords
1: like (laughs) yeah no they do most punk bands only know three yeah um there's no guitar solos in punk music there's just three chords very fast yep uh, that's I think that's all
0: I've got for pros I love Peggy in this episode Peggy's not even a character yeah. but I and we'll save that we'll save that we're, we're gonna save that one I love Peggy in this episode she is great we also finally for the first time here we are however many episodes in into the second season and we talk about the blue flame of valor for the first time and yes we do I love that that's a thing and I I part of me wonders like, How much of King of the Hill was just people kind of like in a studio writing this stuff down and one of them goes, the blue flame of valor. That'd be a cool award. Yeah. But then it stays and then it sticks and like stuff, little things like that are just what I love about this show. You know? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Give me, give me some of your cons, buddy. I don't have a con Mark. I don't have a single con for this episode. I've got a couple. Go for it. Let me hear him Number one, I already called it. The audio is weird. Yes. Fine. I will. I will acquiesce to that. Also, I know that we
0: were just up on the nuts of Mike Judge getting his animation rocks off. The animation in this, outside of the acid trip, is ugly. Absolutely. And that brings me to my second point, or whatever. This is my A sub prime. I don't. Whatever. Um, I don't think that we we've talked before about episodes being shown out of sequence. Right. I think this one is out of sequence. And I got a couple okay. I got a couple posts for this, right? So number one, the audio's weird. Maybe we can chalk that up to them not being in studio, whatever. But even some of the guys, they don't really sound like the guys, if you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. They're just they're a little bit off like and yeah, maybe part of it is like Johnny Hardwick like crying trying to be dale that's fine whatever cool And he hasn't quite figured out his he hasn't gotten yeah he hasn't Ah, what man nan. he's not that far yet like yep okay so but we have a couple like anchor points bobby's 12 and he talks about having the chicken pox so we can already yeah. establish that this episode could have happened within the first season but after okay. shins of the father the animations really, outside of the one, outside of the paintball scene, or, or outside of the the, the, the the flashbacks, it's ugly. It's ugly animation, and the guys sound weird. I think this was a season one episode that they decided to bump back because they were, I, I don't know. Because also, like, they got goddamn Green Day. So there's no way yeah. in hell this could be a season one episode. But at the same time, it's ugly as shit, and the audio's bad, and just some, there's just some weird beats and moments. And it's like, this isn't, this isn't season two. Like, Halloween was a beautiful episode. That's true. And we lose a lot of that beauty in this one. But that's, I don't know. I, I, I know that I pissed Amanda off this week with this one. Cause I rewatched it like three times trying to like pick out these weird <laughs> little like spider web points. Sure. And maybe I'm just off, but yeah, that's my biggest one. Is I don't necessarily know if this one is shown in the correct in the correct sequence, and so
1: from that it throws me off. But I would you know, I would be I'd be right there with you. Um I'm curious to see if this really was a season one episode. They may have bumped it back after he got a shitload of money from Beavis and Butthead to America. After he said, Okay, I have the authority and the money now to go and get someone like Green Day. Mm-hmm. They may have just straight up re-recorded over somebody else. And what if they did? What if maybe that's why it's so weird? I mean, I'm okay with it because they did a great job if they did. But for the most part, everything looks like it's supposed to look. It just does sound a little off. My
0: biggest standout is you can always tell where we are chronologically by the thickness of Hank's glasses. Okay. So in season like one, and then like I'd say like two point seven ish, they're real, real thick, and then through the rest of the run of the show, they really tighten up and slim down. And yeah, I okay. get it, like glasses changed over the ten years or whatever. But like, that's one of my weird like markers in the ep- it, or for like chronology in an episode. But that's again, this is such an it's not even a thing. I just noticed it, and it stuck out to me, and I'm insane, and I wanted to prove it right, because that's what I do. I misinterpret facts for my own benefit, but <laughs> I'm an American, goddammit, so here we are.
1: Um, there we
0: go. Also, nah, that's that's all we got. Um, Did you, have you ever lit a bag of dog shit and left it on a porch? <laughs> I have
1: not, but I've always wanted to. I have too, and maybe I ought to start now when I'm 33 years old. Who Who knows? Just just don't do it anywhere where it might constitute arson. Yeah, I think that's like
0: terrorism at this point.
1: Right? Um, so I got a couple retro reference rage moments for you. Lay it on me, baby. Uh, Pops definitely calls out Jimmy Dean. Okay. But is that he tells retro reference he or says, is
0: that that he's calling him Jimmy Dean because Pops is so old?
1: Well, Pops is already old. And that's, that in and of itself, it's like, okay, makes sense. The old guy is using an old reference. Mm-hmm. That isn't necessarily what makes me mad. Uh, but the fact that Dale screams after him, go back and watch Touched by an Angel. I love that. I, I have not seen that show even on repeat in 10 years, Oh, man. I know,
0: but I love that.
1: Oh, but I love uh, that and so then much. The, the video game cabinet, which already is retro as <laughs> shit, uh, that Peggy and Luann are playing at the first Oh, God, side. Chuck Norris' the is the name of the kicks? game is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty soon here, man, nobody's going to know the gloriousness of Walker, Texas Ranger. Fine. And that it is actually black belt Chuck Norris. Fine.
0: We don't need to. We, we can. I, I think it's safe to say, like, in a post, like, January 6th America, people like Chuck Norris can fade away and everyone's fine with it.
1: That's true. He can take Kevin Sorbo with him. What is it with
0: action stars like getting all weird and shit? Ah, whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Except for Arnold, man, he's a freaking oh, treasure. God, I know, love that man. And, and and Lou Ferrigno too. All right, let's be fair. Oh, of yeah. course. Okay, Mark, let's hear your favorite moments from this episode.
0: Um, I love my favorite moment this Episode is Peggy giving Hank his uh, groove back, so to speak. Like, we talk <laughs> about good Peggy episodes, and we haven't had a good one. I don't think really since Peggy's um, boggle championship, but like yeah, man, you like with with Halloween, yeah, she took the piss out of Luann and kind of talked her off. But like, whatever, that's not that tough to do. But this one, man, she like she knows Hank, she loves Hank, she can get into Hank's damn head, and she gets it. And even she has the oh, line yeah. of, "Who drove raccoon after raccoon away." And then they start, and cut to Bobby. <laughs> the raccoons are back. I love, I love that. I love that. That is, it's so every every beat of that. Like even like we talked yep. about the animation budget. God, they blew it on like Hank's like response facial features. Cause you see like his eyes kind of light up a little bit and like. She is literally breathing life back into the man she loves. And I love that so much. And then, and then, and then you compound that on the raccoons are back and he rips his pillowcase off. <laughs> and Bobby is ready to help Hank
1: deal death once again. Oh, it's great. Yeah. How about you, buddy? What's your favorite moment? Um, I so I, I've got a couple of, I mean, it's hard to name a favorite moment in this. There is a lot of good, but I've got a, I got a couple of lines here. One from the very beginning where they're talking about the fun center and Bobby just looks at him and says, I like their blood pressure machine because he is so weak. He can't think of anything else. Do you think it had a blood pressure machine there? I mean, I hope so. It's Texas. Everybody has heart attacks because they're all too damn oh, fat. Oh, or you think it's like a, a grip tester. Maybe I that's know. it. That's but I, I took it as a straight up blood pressure Why machine. Me? I love it. Um, And I also love uh, Billy Joe Armstrong telling Hank, I don't care how many guys you held in the men's room. Love that. Just totally taking the piss out of him. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Also, I'm sorry. I I
0: porked it. I missed my favorite, favorite line. Let's hear it.
1: Hey, it's
0: Luann. Leave a message (laughs) at the beep. 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 Again, (laughs) what did Dale do? They trained me too well. This is... This is where I think that Dale was weird, like, CIA, like, paramilitary, whatever. Like, oh, yep. God. Like, I love Dale in this one. It's so, And, again, of course it is because Johnny Hardwick wrote it. Dale's going to kill it. Anytime Dale talks, it's fantastic. But, man, I love beep, beep, beep. Shoots boom power out of the damn tree. They <laughs> go friendly fire, yep.
1: man. Like, it's so good.
0: Oh, it's so good. Okay.
1: Well, let's, uh, let's get a rating on this, Mark. What'd you rate it? Uh, I'm giving this... Uh, it's
0: Again, it's one of those weird ones where it's not like butane, but it's not a char king. It's really good. Okay. It has its moments. But at the same time, if I didn't watch this one again ever, if I never watched this in my entire span of knowing King of the Hill, I'm not really losing too much of anything. It's got some really solid moments, but I don't know um i think i'm gonna have to give it a butane again it's weird the animation is choppy the audio is kind of wonky but god damn it some of the animation too where they did really blow the budget it really sticks out in my head so i don't know and i'm really conflicted i, th- I think i've got to give it a butane because okay. l- lest i like err on the side of giving everything a goddamn imperial because i feel like i've given a lot of those out lately
1: no i mean it's we we're in like some of the golden years man so i'm not gonna fault you if you want to give a lot of imperial
0: i think the next like i'm calling it right now you and i for the next like four weeks imperials just all of them because they're uh, what we've got just in my queue dude oh god we've got we've got the fathor episode i'm so excited like
1: fatherton <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah how about you buddy what are you gonna give this one
1: all right, Mark. Uh, we, we've come to that momentous moment. Yeah? I gave the man who shot Kane Scredeberg a blue flame of valor. <laughs> Welcome this to is the, the first club, one. Brother. I said I was only going to give out like maybe five yeah. in the whole series. This is one. And I'm not even, not even batting an eye. And I didn't know that it was going to be this episode okay. until I watched it okay and i've always thought like i always thought that i i was gonna like king of the ant hill better because that's one of my all-time favorites this is better than that okay you know everything about this episode clicks for me the music the guest star the the just the entire concept of this episode with a bunch of middle-aged dudes running around playing paintball and getting their shit kicked in like The the unnecessary cruelty to the ball guy when they're when they're at the driving range, and Bobby continuously spitting out all of the grass and leaves that he's been made to eat, and still (laughs) idolizing Kane Scredberg. Like everything in this episode is just perfect. I have seriously contemplated using the voice line "I laugh at Tony Danza" as my ringtone, (laughs) just because I love it so damn much. I laugh at Tony Danza. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this is an absolute must for me okay. i will never skip this episode i will watch it time and time again like this is my simpsons monorail episode i think oh my god okay okay cool 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 okay you know or my dental plan episode like it's there okay. i'm there with this one it's so damn good awesome i love it's it it's my first blue flame man
0: what how do you feel i felt so bad giving plastic white female a blue fl- not bad but like it felt weird do you feel good are you you're good with it, right? I, I, this like,
1: is, I this is the best, probably the best rating, like the most solid rating that I have ever come up with. I seriously stopped writing notes five minutes into this episode and just watched the rest of it because I just couldn't write any more notes. I went, okay, there's nothing bad in this.
0: It is a fantastic episode. Like, not trying to take anything away from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of no, course. yeah.
1: And and we are all. I'm not even mad that you gave it a, a butane mint. It's different episodes for for like different strokes for different folks, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, you know, I didn't give plastic white female a a, a a blue flame of valor, but you did, and we're cool with that. Yeah. Like, I don't. It's it's oh man. But that's the this point. We episode, should be different.
0: We should vary. Like if we're just agreeing with each other, yeah. it's just stupid. Like yeah. Awesome man, I love it. That's awesome, dude.
1: Everything about this episode, this is what I want in every King of the Hill episode. Yes. Every single one. Yeah,
0: I, I will agree wholeheartedly. I yeah, there's not a bad scene in this for me, really. Just, just some of the little stuff, and it sticks in my head. And it yeah, it's technical stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm a picky bitch. Like, whatever, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> anyway,
1: you want it? We gotta get out of here. But we do, Mark. So, but I got one question for you. Okay, buddy you still like king of the hill i still really like king of the hill do you still like king of the hill johnny um as long as all i'm watching is uh the man who shot kane Bird, i love king of the hill good enough where can they find us buddy uh you can find us at dang old podcast on twitter you can also give us a, a shout out at dang old podcast at gmail.com uh mark they can find you where
0: you can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, and Johnny, they can find you where, buddy?
1: Uh, I am at KrautBallStream. Kraut as in sauerkraut, ball as in Swedish meatball, and stream as in river. I don't know. I'm getting lazy with you. Too
0: close to the last one. I'm not
1: giving you that one. Come up with a better <laughs> one next time. i <laughs> already time. charcoal
0: out of you, big guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night.